The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Good afternoon, and welcome to another Transformation for Success show. I am your host, Dr. Barbara Young, and this is Tuesday, your day for encouragement and empowerment through the compelling stories of successful men and women and how they learned how to integrate the soul, the body, and spirit for change to become whole. Is it possible to forgive wrong done to you? And should only those who repent be forgiven? Is forgiveness a selfish act, a way to make ourselves feel better? And I ask you, why are so many people in the world hurting today because of unforgiveness. Can anger, hatred, resentment, and the desire for revenge be directed towards positive actions for success? Well, listeners, you will enjoy hearing the experiences of my guest today, Miss Wendy Gladney-Dean, who is a coach, consultant, motivational speaker, and author, as she will share her story of rising above abuse, abandonment, Overcoming Adversity, Divorce, Single Parenting, and Building a Life of Success, and how today she transforms the lives of women and men all around the world. So this show is designed to change your hearts, your minds, your wills, and emotions for more successful, transformed lives. You're going to be empowered and energized with the humor, moving testimonies, and wit that my guest will share with you listeners and give you inspiring messages of hope and change for significant living. And more importantly, the principles that they share, you will be able to apply them for action in your personal life and in the workplace for more results that lead to success. Now, I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I want you to tune in each week. And callers, you are welcome to call in with questions today and to join in the conversation, as I'm sure you will want to with Miss Dean, and I'm sure you will have questions. So you can call in toll-free at 888-346-9141, and I'll repeat that. That's 888-346-9141. 9141. Or if you're calling internationally, the number is 001-480-653-5754. Now, you can also reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me and listen to previous shows live or through iTunes or podcasts. And go to my website, transformationforsuccess.com. In fact, I invite you to go to the website to get a little more information about me. But 
Today, back to my guest today, we're going to discuss and center on her transformational journey, and we're going to learn how she overcame many challenges in her life and how she learned to have joy and peace and the love that she experiences today and shares with others to impact their lives. So, hello, Wendy Gladney-Dean. Hello, Dr. Young. How are you? It is such a pleasure to be part of your show today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. You know, in today's world, girl, there's so much going on, and I tell you, and forgiveness is such a part of it. You know, the question I always ask is, why are so many people hurting today, and and really because of unforgiveness? And can one pain, can it be healed and one forgive? Well, today I'm delighted to have you on the show to talk about this because certainly you have experiences to share with our listeners today. And I just want to share a little bit of your your background with our guest today because you have such, uh, I mean, an inspirational background. And I am just honored again to have you and to share your background with our guest today and all the things that you have done. I mean, it's a marvelous thing to have you the, I call you the forgiveness expert. <laughs> well, thank so, you so much. What else A lot can of people I say, call Wendy? me the forgiveness coach. <laughs> well, I like the forgiveness coach and expert, really, to tell you the truth uh, about what you've done. But anyway, Wendy is a coach. She is a motivational speaker and author. She is living proof that one can forgive and that attitude is everything. She has written a couple of books that are really, really interesting. Her first book is Healing Without Hate, How to Forgive to Live, and also The Preacher's Daughter, which is a memoir, and she's going to talk a little bit about that, and actually the topic of forgiveness, which is really the center of that book. Wendy has had so much success with these books, and she's been on many, many speaking engagements, and actually all over the world, offering solutions and support for people that are really in need or hurting, and oftentimes they require forgiveness. She has an incorporation called Forgiveness for Living, and it's grown from her personal mentoring efforts into a really thriving organization that includes the participation of other mentors and community partners and corporate partners. She also has a foundation, uh, Forgiving for Living Incorporated. Wendy, um, her professionalism, I mean, is extended through her membership in many professional organizations, including the International Coaching Federation, the National Speaking uh, Speakers Association, the Screen Actors Guild, and she also is with the National Association of Business Women Owners, NABO. And she has a grad, she's a graduate from UCLA. Wendy, you've done so many things. I'm telling you, it go, I could go on and on to detail all the wonderful accomplishments that you have certainly achieved in your young life. I'm going to say young life because you are still very young. So I just want to know, first of all, and ask you, who is Wendy Dean and how has all of this come about? Well, Barbara, when I was listening to you introduce me, I was like, okay, that, that is a mouthful. <laughs> uh, but to just to kind of sum up in terms of who I think Wendy is, is I first think of myself as a child of God. I'm a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, an aunt, and a friend. Professionally, I'm known as a life coach, a consultant, and a community activist. I really just care about Mm -hmm. people, and I really believe that each and every one of (coughs) us 
we're put on this earth and in this world to make a difference and for a purpose. And I know that one of the things that God so graciously has given me is the ability to understand and work with people from all walks of life. And so if I can make a difference in their life in a positive way, encourage them as they may be struggling, then for me, I feel like my life is not in vain. I feel that I am giving back and making a difference. And because of all of the things that I've experienced, some of them which you touched on, I I just feel that oftentimes Mm -hmm. I'm able to understand not just from a sympathetic but an empathetic standpoint on how to care about people's lives. And that's wonderful and so very, very noble. And, you know, it's interesting to me because I know uh, from reading your book and from listening to you and some of your speeches that you've made and talks that you've given to people that you have really had this life where you really highlight all of your trials and tribulations for the public to see. And I want to say that I admire you for your authenticity and transparency because it takes a lot to open up and to let people know you and to know what you've been through. So tell us, how did it all begin? as a child and your journey, a little bit of your journey. Well, okay, I have to take you back, like you said, to my childhood and just to give or mm-hmm. to lay a little bit of a foundation so that people can understand where I come from and why I am so um, passionate about what I do. Um, one, when I was a little girl, I, I am a biracial child. Uh, my mother is white. My father is African-American. And I was born in the early mm-hmm. 1960s. So most of us know the climate that existed in our country during that time. Um, and for those that understand the civil rights movement, segregation, and so forth, we also understand that sometimes things uh, were a bit of a struggle when it, came, when it comes to, or at that time, came to race relations. So... Being a mixed child during that time, my mother coming from a a strong, affluent white family, she struggled with that because her family had a hard time with it. And my mother was very young. My mother Mm -hmm. was 18 years old when she conceived me. And, And so she just, she really struggled. So when I was a very young girl, right around the age of three or four years old, my mother actually left me. And um, she took me to a friend's house. She said she'd be back. And, and I actually, my mother never came back. I didn't see her again. And so my father's family, my grandmother, who uh, was the matriarch of our family, she was also firstborn free in our family, firstborn generation free. Her father was born mm-hmm. a slave and freed as a little boy. And my grandmother came to get me. And I was raised by my father's family. My father at the time mm-hmm. uh, was very much in the streets. My father was dabbling in drugs and all kinds of uh, other things of the world, prostitution, just different things. And so I became a victim of my dad's lifestyle at that time, which included being mm-hmm. sexually abused by my father. So growing up as a little girl, experiencing what it feels like to be abandoned by a mother, and then also... Um, dealing with being, you know, abused by my father, I understand Mm -hmm. why so many young girls can struggle with identity issues. They can struggle with, you know, just 
how they deal with all the pressures of the world. And then on top of that, even though this happened to me back in the 1960s, we also understand what's happening today in our world with young girls, whether it's, you know, bring back our daughters who are being abducted, uh, human and sex trafficking, you know, just all the things that are still among us, even in this time of this day and age. And so for me, I understand to the point where I am willing to have my life, even as an open book, of dealing with a lot of the struggles I've dealt with. Mm -hmm. Because you know what, Dr. Young, I've learned is people have a tendency to look at someone, and if they look like they're packaged well or they look well, they think that they don't have problems or that they don't know, you know, um, what, you're so right. <laughs> to struggle or suffer because they're looking at you from different lenses. They're looking at you from their their eyes. And so when you break down right. those walls right. and you break down those barriers where they can understand that, you know what, I understand. No matter what you've been through, the fact that we've both struggled in different areas that all are around um, us dealing with self-esteem, I get it. I understand. And so that's why coming from that background, I I know what it means to hurt. And so for me, I want to make sure that I help others and, and help them heal. And I know that for, for many, forgiveness is at the, at the foundation of all of that. It certainly is. You know, the thing that I, I, I admire and want to ask you this question, because as a, as a teen, you know, growing up with this kind of background, Wendy, how did you overcome some of this? I mean, um, having to go through this, and we all go through things, and I realize that, but this today, because of all the hurting and that goes on and the hurting that went within you, how did you find the courage to deal with it? Well, you know, the thing about it is when I think back to my childhood, oftentimes children don't always understand everything that they're going through or the depth of something until much later. And then also the other thing that I know, remember, recall, and understand is that especially within certain minority communities, dealing with the issue of sexual abuse or incest or anything of that nature within a family, it was almost taboo to talk about. It, it was not something well, yes. it was oftentimes, yes. you know, just really pushed under the rug. And so because um, so, oftentimes I'll have people say things to me like, well, why didn't you tell someone what was going on? Okay, I did. But now what? You know, and so, um, you know, how I was able to really move forward, too, for me was my grandmother, although she loved me dearly, she struggled. She struggled with dealing with all of the issues of it because that was including um, her son. It was including because her son was, the you know, the villain in this situation. So the abuser, yeah. She was not mm-hmm. able to really grasp how to handle it. And so... Um, but what my grandmother did was she taught me the Word of God and she took me to church. And so for me, my faith, my my belief system, my foundation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what has carried me not only through that period of my life or that storm, but it has carried me all through my life in everything that I've dealt with, you know, whether it's personal, professional, um, something that 
was due to, you know, being whether a victim or just a mistake, whatever it may have been. I mean, my faith in God has been what has been the focal point or the center for me, my core as it relates to dealing with different situations. And then as I've grown and as I would, you know, come through life and you begin Mm -hmm. to talk to other people, you also come to learn that you're not alone. And so there's been, you know, support groups, there's people that you can talk to that don't judge, that can teach you how to heal. And then also, um, I, I sought professional help when I was in my 20s. And so all of that okay. has played a role mm-hmm. in my life as it relates to how I can help others on their journey. Okay. So basically, you're saying, you know, by the fact you did tell somebody, um, because, you know, there are, and I, the reason why I'm saying that the telling is so important. How old you, can I ask were you when you told? Um, you know what, Dr. Young, I'm not, I don't remember the exact age, but somewhere around okay. junior high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you did tell, because what I've often found, and I've, I've counseled a number of women who've gone through similar experiences of all ethnicities, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and, and the telling, the telling is important. But what I've found is the women who never told, even today, there are women who've never told mm-hmm. of their sexual abuse, particularly if it's with the family members. Uh, I once had an 83-year-old woman who finally told me, I mean, she was 80-something, told me that she had been, you know, molested by her grandfather. And mm-hmm. so, but never told. So the thing is in the telling and then the, your faith in God, thank God your grandmother, you know, had you in church because I think it's easier when we have a basis of faith in God and then you're able to share uh, in a support group uh, with someone about what was happening to you. But Mm -hmm. we want to, because forgiveness, I mean, when we talk about forgiveness, I mean, to me, telling and then forgiving are two different things. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. So so we told, (laughs) so we told, but we're going to get into how and what motivated you into this, the forgiving, because you've told your grandmother you have a faith in God, you've sought a support group and help in your teens, but now we want, I want to find out about this whole aspect of how do we get to forgiving. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back with my guest, Miss Wendy Gladney-Dean, who's going to share more of her story, how we can turn things around and share her story of rising above abuse and abandonment and all the things she had to overcome, how she did that through forgiveness. So listeners, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? 
Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest, Miss Wendy Gladney-Dean, a living proof that attitude is everything. We're talking about the power of forgiveness a living testimony. So my guest, Wendy Gladney-Dean, is a coach, consultant, motivational speaker, and author. And I tell you, she is a dynamite woman, and I'm so happy to have her on the show today to share with you that you can overcome any obstacle in your life. Wendy, you've gone through a number of things, not only just with abuse uh, from a family member in a home situation, but some of the other things that have happened in your life that have made a profound impact on your life. When you share some of those things, I'm sure my audience are going to be happy to hear about some of your experiences because it's going to help them. Those who are out there may be going through some of the same things you went through. So share with us a little bit. Well, um, prior to our break, we discussed a little bit about what I went through as a child with my parents. And, um, you know, what I've learned is when you've been called to do something in life, oftentimes that challenge will keep popping up in your life. And so for me, I've, I've dealt with the, the whole issue of having to, to forgive and to forgive whether it's yourself, whether it's to forgive um, others that touch mm-hmm. your life. And, and so for me, the other things that I've had to deal with is divorce. Uh, I went through a divorce from my first husband after mm-hmm. 16 years of marriage, and it's now been 17 years that we've been divorced. But we had two beautiful children, and now my children, they're, they're grown. My daughter's 31. My son is 26. But still going through that, mm-hmm. and especially when you uh, are very active in the faith community and church or you're a pillar in the community or any of those things that people may want to put certain labels on you, and... Yes, and struggling with that, and forgiving yourself, forgiving your your partner, the your ex, your ex spouse, and so forth, and then dealing with that with your children. So that in itself, because oftentimes when people have to deal with forgiveness, it's not always other people you have to forgive. Sometimes you have to deal with your own self, either because of that is right, you know, or Go choices, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. knowing that it that can be difficult. You know, when you feel that maybe you have fallen short. And so, you know, I struggled with that. And then um, what some people don't know is that I'm also a cancer survivor. And so when you go through that, you can get... Oh, my goodness. When you have a strong faith in God, you might say, Lord, you know, why now? Why me? Why do I have to go through this? And, and so 
I've had to deal with even, I was never mad at God where I really felt like um, he owed me an explanation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was hurt and, and so forth. But when you get to the other side of it, and then you're able to help others that may be struggling, then you understand part, again, of your journey. And, and then for me, you know, being for many years a single mother, because uh, I am now remarried, but a single mother, raising two children, being an entrepreneur and self-employed, where you also have to constantly figure out your way, th- there can be so many challenges that you deal with along life's path, but then certain things begin to make sense. So, for example, I would oftentimes hear people say, you know, learn to enjoy the journey and not just the destination. And I used to think, but I'm trying to get mm-hmm. somewhere. But the thing about it is, <laughs> but I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to enjoy the journey. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's not promised. And then when your journey is a struggle sometimes, you're like, I really need to get there. But then you have to learn how to understand the pearls that are hidden underneath sometimes. Because every time I went through a situation, God would reveal something else to me, whether it was friendships, whether it was compassion, whether it was a new door opening, whatever it may be. And so I try to always have the attitude of gratitude and that the glass is half full and not half empty because then it gives you a different perspective on how you approach life. And so that's what... I try to do. I, I really try to make sure that I'm very clear how I'm approaching situations. And then if forgiveness is part of that, then making sure I'm clear about that as well. Because every situation is not about just forgiveness, but sometimes it's also just about understanding. And sometimes things are different perspectives. And when you understand that, it gives you the tools that you need in order to hopefully make the right choices, decisions that can bring you through. Well, you know, Wendy, I know that you've heard so many people tell you, well, you know, Wendy, it's just, I don't, you know, you can say all of this and these sounds very good and these are platitudes, but, you know, it's just very difficult for me to to forgive. Um, and I somehow think, you know, many of us were, were brought up to believe that, that, if we, we didn't somehow forgive whatever for whatever it was, that uh, we, we weren't going to be right with the world. I know growing up with, with five other siblings that, you know, we were always told if we had arguments or fights, moms, got to forgive each other. And, and we're brought up believing that we have to forgive or we must forgive. But then there are many, many people who say, but I just can't. The anger, the rage is still there. And it's, it's difficult. Um, and I know this is a, a tough subject because I deal with it all the time with unforgiveness. I can't forgive my mother because she took this away. Or I can't forgive my father. I just can't forgive this preacher who, you know. And what do you say to people when they say they can't forgive? Well, first of all, forgiveness is a choice. You have to make that decision. It's up There to you. you go. At, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's your choice. It's a decision. So every day you have to get up and make a decision on what you plan to do, how you plan to go about it, and if you're going to do that or not. You have to make that decision. And, and so that's what I try to tell people. The next thing is we can't let the things of our past dictate our future. And sometimes when you do not let Absol- go of certain things, then you are allowing the past to dictate your future and what could possibly be there for you. And so when people are not willing to let go, then 
you, you know, that's, that's on them. Um, I know our time is short, but could I just give 10 quick tips on what I believe? It's, it's just 10 words real quick on what will help people I'd with forgiveness. I'd love to have you share that. Okay. So these love are what to I have call you share the, that. I, I call these the 10 steps of healing without hate, how to forgive to live. The first one is prayer. Always learn to go to prayer about anything. Number two, counsel. Don't be afraid to receive help and seek help. Number three, confront. Learn to confront the issue. Release is number four, which I say some things you have to learn to just let go. You are not in the position or the power to change people, and so sometimes you have to release it so it doesn't eat you up, so the anger doesn't turn into something that can medically even uh, physically hurt you. Number five is forgive, just straight out. Forgive, pardon versus parole. When you pardon someone, you let it go. When you parole them, it has conditions, which means it's still controlling you. Number six, have an attitude of gratitude, because whatever you've gone through, the fact that you're still here means that you have an opportunity to make it a better place and a better day. Number seven, joy. Look for the joy in life and find the things that make you joyful and happy. Number eight, goals. Begin to have goals that can change your life and write them down. Write them down Mm -hmm. so that you Mm -hmm. can have something to gauge on your progress. Number nine, give. Always stop and give to others because no matter what stage or what season you're at in life, you have something that you can give back to other people. And then number 10, learn to live now. As Nike would say, just do it because tomorrow's not promised to us. And if we don't seize the moment, the moment may be gone. So don't, you know, deal with the past, but don't live in the past so that you can move on with your life and try to have things that will affect future generations in a positive way. I think this is wonderful uh, to give the 10 tips, and I hope that all of you, uh, let's kind of go through them again. First is prayer. Yes. And the second you said was seek counsel. Yes. Um, Number three, confront the issue. And that's face, whatever it is. You need Mm -hmm. to face it and accept that it happened. Number four, release. And I love what you said because I talk about this all the time. Forgiveness is simply a choice. Love is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. The most perfect thing that God gave us was a will, free will. And that free will allows us to make a choice. And I love that. Um, Forgive and make a choice. Pardon versus parole. I love that. I love that, Wendy. Pardon versus parole. You pardon somebody, you're going to forget it. Your parole, you're going to always be keeping it or be reminded of it or yeah. reminded of that person. An attitude of gratitude. Work on that. So many people are just not grateful. <laughs> that <laughs> so is so true. Work on the attitude of gratitude. Be, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful that you have life um, because it isn't promised to us. Tomorrow, things could change. But joy. Look for joy. I like that. Be joyful and look for joy. Gosh, smile at somebody when you see them on the street. (laughs) Goals. Have goals. Set goals for yourself. Set goals for your life. Set small goals. You didn't say all of that, but I'm sort of adding a little bit. Because goals that are going to change your life. Number nine, give. Give a smile to somebody. Give some of those clothes that you've got stacked up. (laughs) Give shoes. Give to others. Just give, give, give. And then number ten, Learn to live in the now. Enjoy today. Enjoy the moment rather than the past. 
don't let our past, don't let our minds be captive to the memory of having been wrong because we're not free for reconciliation with the one who wronged us. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So actually, would you say, um, Wendy, that forgiveness is empathy? Simply, forgiveness is empathy. Yes, but I also would say sometimes, I mean, because, because you forgive someone too does not mean that you agree with anything. So, I mean, empathy is a way of understanding what someone's going through versus sympathy is something that tends to be more on the external versus internal. Um, so it, it could be a form of empathy, but it doesn't necessarily mean so. But it does mean that you are not going to let it control where you go from here. Well, what, let me explain that too, the empathy, because I've had to do this and that's putting myself in the position of that other person. Yeah. Um, and, and what I'm saying is looking at someone who hurt me and realizing that hurting people hurt other people. Yeah. And the reason why that person hurt me is because of the childhood, the things that I know about them that have impacted their lives, that helps me to wipe away any sort of antagonism or, or resentment that I feel towards them. That's what I'm saying. The empathy is putting myself on the other person because this person grew up feeling uh, less than, feeling that, well, because I'm dark-skinned and you're light-skinned or I was, I'm not educated and you were educated, and so consequently they do things. But forgiveness, is, for me, was a journey to freedom. Yes, I did. And it works to me on anger and hostility and all of that. So that's what I meant by the by the empathy. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> now I want to I, I want to ask you too. You know, when we sort of look back, you've accomplished so many things uh, since your childhood experiences and since a lot of things and the difficult time you had in your life. And like I never knew that you were a cancer survivor. And now we're approaching to Breast Cancer Month. And there are, it's really interesting how many, in fact, this morning we were talking about this, that 80% of the population of women who were diagnosed with breast cancer in particular did not have breast cancer in the family. But the most important thing is that diagnosis and, uh, and early diagnosis is sort of really helpful for women to do that. So I just want to put a plug in there and have you maybe say something about how you really overcame that particular trial uh, in your life. Well, what's interesting is um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, it, it came about because when I was going through my divorce uh, with my first husband, mm-hmm. um, I went to the doctor and um, because I was going to be getting off of his medical. And so because of that, okay. I, you know, and I was looking at going into um, a new medical plan, I, I had to go through a, you know, through a complete physical. So with that, it's interesting because sometimes I said, you know, although it could have been considered the worst of times, it was also the best of times because I was diagnosed early enough in um, stage two where they were able to, through three procedures and over a course of a year, mm-hmm. be able to get it all. And But what's interesting, which is another thing that I always try to tell people about the importance of understanding family history is I found out. Because over the years, and of course we weren't able to get into all of this now, but over the years, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was able to reconnect with my mother and meet my mother's family and so forth when I was in college and Wonderful. as I continued to grow. And I was able to find out through one of my aunts, my mother's identical twin sister, who I'm very close to now, 
um, informed me that my grandmother and my great-grandmother had the same type of cancer. So for me, it was wow. genetic. But I had no clue so of it, it because I didn't genetic. grow up with my mother's family. Right. So I would have never known that. And right. but, be, but because oh of the divorce, um, I was able to, you know, be you know, find this out because I had to go to the doctor and and have a complete physical done. So I say that to say that, you know, I, I learned to overcome that through Mm-hmm. The power of God, but also <clears throat> through the power of knowledge. Information mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is critical. Information is important. It's critical. It is critical. All, I, thank you so much for sharing that, Wendy, because I'm, I'm, I, I know a lot of people didn't, I didn't know that, and I, I applaud you, and thank God. He has such a, a, a way of, of moving us around in position that you're able to get informed. You're able, through the divorce, out of that came a good outcome, would you yeah. say? <laughs> mm-hmm. and yes, 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 yes. So anyway, one of the other questions before we go on break is I, I want to move right into some of the really successful things that you've done because you have really dedicated a lot of your life service to others in the community and building and doing all the things that you do. But tell us about your nonprofit organization uh, that you started. Um, okay. and a little bit about the PLUS Awards. Okay. Um, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, our, our nonprofit mm-hmm. is called Forgiving for Living, and it's, you mm-hmm. can learn more about it by visiting forgivingforliving.org. And we were started in 1999. It actually started before then, but we became an official organization in 1999. And our whole mission and purpose is to uplift and to provide to young women between 13 and 18 years of age the necessary Mm -hmm. tools they need to make good choices, better choices, to help them overcome issues they've gone through, whether it be abuse, abandonment, or or low self-esteem, but to provide them with mentorship, life skills, and scholarships in order to improve their lives. So we are currently located in um, a couple of Places. One of them is Jordan Downs, which is a housing project in Watts. We've been there for four years. We're also part of the Center for Learning and Unlimited Educational Success, which is an alternative junior high and high school in San Bernardino County for young people who've had challenges within the regular school system. And we are in our second year at that site. And then we formed a new partnership program with the YMCA, the Weingard YMCA in Los Angeles. So um, we have a curriculum and we have tools that we teach young people that will hopefully be a help and guide for them as they continue to matriculate through life. The PLUS Awards is an outcome of the nonprofit. Can I I hold you up a minute? Can I hold you up a minute, Wendy? We've got to take a short break and we'll come back and talk about the Plus Awards because people want to hear that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break with my guest, Miss Wendy Gladney-Dean. Thank you. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? 
Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanki. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanti can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success with my host and special guest, Miss Wendy Gladney Dean, coach, consultant, motivational speaker, and author. And we are talking about her program, her nonprofit program for teenage girls, and which is called Forgiving for Living Nonprofit, and also the Plus Awards, which she does every year. And I think you just had a Plus Awards ceremony, did you not, Wendy? So tell us a little bit about the Plus Awards. Yes. The Plus Awards Uh is held in April of each year, and it's our main fundraiser where we identify and honor uh, community leaders and oftentimes unsung heroes that are making a difference, especially in some way touching the lives of young women, Um, whether they're being a role model, whether they're specifically doing something that integrates within their lives. As young people, we we try to identify who they are and and bring special recognition. So we just celebrated our 8th Plus Awards this past April at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And um, and, and it's also a time that we're able to bring many of the young ladies that we work with to such an affair that may have never been outside of their environment, maybe have never been to a very nice luncheon where they can also learn etiquette, they can be exposed Mm -hmm. to community leaders, they can have an opportunity to dream and to know that there's a, a whole world outside of what they may be accustomed to on a day-to-day basis. So we have corporate and community people that sponsor our girls so that they can come for free mm-hmm. and have this opportunity. And then we also raise money oh, that through so that entity as well as through an auction. And some people just do straight donations to help us year-round with the work that we do with our mm-hmm. young ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so wonderful. And I know the young ladies really appreciate it. Now, uh, over the eight years, do you have some of your success stories with the girls and what they've achieved? And uh, how do you announce those? 
Oh yes. Well, over. Well, since 1999, because we've just been we've been doing the Plus Awards for eight years, but the organization has been around for over 15 years, and so during that time, oh wow, we, yeah, we have helped over 3,000 girls, um, and the majority wow, of our girls wonderful. have a positive outcome. We cannot say that every one of the girls has because. Um, I can't say we have 100%, but we have a good ratio between mm-hmm. 85 and 90% of the girls that we work with have a positive outcome on the next stages of their life. Some go on to college, some go on to a trade school, uh, some decide to go straight into the workforce, but we're able to help make a difference in their lives. We've given out thousands of dollars in scholarships over the years, and we've stayed in touch with many of the young ladies that have been part of our program. We even have some young ladies who, once they've graduated, finished college, and are on their own, have come back and served as mentors to new uh, class, a new group of young ladies coming in. That is, I mean, that is so wonderful. And you know, 80-85% ratio, listen, that's very good. Let me tell you, that is a good ratio. And so I really, really want to compliment you for the and the people that work with you for helping you in administering this nonprofit uh, organization and getting the work done that is so desperately needed. You know, Wendy, truly, uh, as as we've talked today, and then looking back over your, your um, background information, and knowing you as I do, you truly are a, t- a trailblazer for many women. And you've gone from being what we would call a victim to being victorious. So as we sort of wrap up the show today, I want you to just share the, your views on how someone out there who may be going through or have gone through, how they can embrace this happiness and experience joy and find life without hatred and bitterness. You have written books on struggles, I mean, on your struggles and the strategies to overcome. You're doing all this successful work, and then we're going to talk about finding love at 50 (laughs) and marrying this wonderful man, Mr. Dean. I know you want to share a little bit of this on this segment, so just talk freely, my dear. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, um, regarding how to find happiness, one thing that I've learned is nobody can do that for you. I mean, that's a personal mm-hmm. journey because oftentimes people think if I just get yes. that right job, that right house, that right man, that right whatever, everything's going to be fine. No, it has mm-hmm. to start with being right with you. So people have to look in the mirror. You have to look in the mirror. That's part of even the confronting stage when I go into depth about the steps that I was sharing. Confronting is sometimes mm-hmm. not about just you confronting someone else. Sometimes we have to stop and confront ourselves. Um, depending on the situation, Absolutely. what you're dealing with, what it's all about, you know, did you play a role? Now, when I was talking to you about being abandoned from my mother or sexually abused by my father as a child, that, that is where I was a victim of something because I was a child. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about right. adults and a situation, you, we have to be honest. Did I play a role in a situation mm-hmm. of why something's not right or not good? And do I mm-hmm. need to go back and make mm-hmm. amends? Do I need to get things right before I can move forward? So I always tell people, you know, you've got to look at a situation in reality and where it is and what it is. And then deal with it. And then let it go. And so, again, all of these go back to those steps. That's right. And then you've got to look at yourself and look inward as it relates to what do you need? What works for you? And when, that's why, again, we go back to... First, just be grateful. Start with the gratitude. And then I also tell people, be careful who your circle is because oftentimes 
association makes assimilation. Who you hang out with will play a role. Now, I'm not saying think you're better than anybody. That's not where I'm coming from. But I'm talking about if you are always around people who gossip or do negative things or always got to talk about somebody, that's going to... That's going to rub off on you. And I also tell people, if somebody's doing that in your presence, when they're in somebody else's presence, you're probably part of that conversation in that group. And so be Mm -hmm. careful, you know, be careful and try to take the high road without, you know, condemning anyone or whatever. But live a life of integrity. Be be about out-of-the-box being different. In terms of, don't always try to have to go with the flow. Don't always have to go along with the crowd. Be careful. And if you have things that you know are are um, important to your character, be willing to stand on that and take a stand on that. So overall, to answer your question, Dr. Young, when it comes to how to tell people how to have happiness or joy, it starts within. Get your own house in order first before, like they say, you know, mm-hmm. you know, before you throw the pebble over there, get the rock out of your eye. So, you know, make sure that you've started at home and then move out and try your best to, to get straight the relationships in your life to make sure that they're all, you know, where they should be. And if you need to apologize, apologize. If you need to move on, move on. Because some things, sometimes it's about you got to let go of some people in your life as well because sometimes everybody with you ain't for you. And so you have to make sure that you're very clear about that. Um, and, and then I think when you do that, you open up the ability for good things to come to you. It's like you've kind of cleared out the, the, the muck and mire and now are in a place where good things can start to come your way. Um, so I think that I like even, I'm sorry, did you want to make a comment? No, I just said I agree. I'm amen and over here. <laughs> okay. And so, and I think that sometimes... I'm saying amen, amen, amen. Oh, mm-hmm. um, thank you so much for that because, ahead, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm grateful that I've come to the other side. And I think when you, when you are in a good place, you attract good people. And because everybody likes to be around a winner, everybody likes to be around, you know, just think about the, the, the let's imagine a coffee room at, at work. The person that walks in is always complaining and grumbling. Then people have a chance to like, oh, my goodness, here she comes. But the person who walks in and is, you know, has an attitude of gratitude and smiles, people want to be near that person because it's contagious. And they want, they want some right. of that. And so I think that, in tying in your your comment about finding love at 50, um, I was actually, I just turned 54, so I was actually 52 when we met and um, and when we got, I was actually 50, yeah, was I 51 or 51 or 52? I think it was 52 because we've been married two years now and I just turned, I was 51 because I just turned 54 in this month, this September. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's funny because, you know, just to break down the story, my daughter came home one day and she's like, Mom, you need to date. She put me on dating sites on the Internet and I was like scared to pieces. <laughs> and she's like, Mom, I, you, I come home and visit and you're home on Fridays and Saturdays. I don't understand. But for me, it's like I, I didn't want to socially date a lot with people I worked with and everybody at church was older or taken everybody at the grocery store was taken (laughs) or too young I mean one thing or you know or another when people tell you where to meet people 
and so I, you know, my daughter put me on, and I was on social, I was on internet dating off and on for a little while, and then one day I checked, and my husband had been referred to me by um, Match dot com, and so I checked him out, and he was on for one day as a one day trial, and that's how we met, and we've been that- together ever since. <laughs> Well, ladies out there, I just want you to know that uh, all Internet uh, dating sites are not that bad. So (laughs) be open. That's the whole thing. But I think the most important thing that you have said today um, that resonates with me to just kind of reinforce and share with the audience, but you got to get right with you first. Mm -hmm. And it's really looking in that mirror and making sure that you are loving you. You have forgiven you. That you are that person who's found that inner peace and that joy because what that does, that attracts. And I'm sure, Wendy, when all is said and done, what attracted your husband to you was the fact that you were this accomplished woman, you had it together, and you know what? You weren't needy. So you bring two holes to come together to make a complete. So that, I'm going to say congratulations to you because you were this wonderful woman. And of course, with all this love within you, you could only, only but attract love. So I want to thank you, Wendy, for sharing uh, this wonderful discussion. And I hope we get a chance to offline to have a little more time to share because you have an amazing journey of forgiveness and an amazing life of all the things that you've gone through. And I want to thank God for you and blessings to you as you continue your journey to help transform the lives of men and women around the world. And I know there's a lot more that God has in store for you. So be open because I suspect there's a lot more coming. So as and, and maybe what I'm seeing too, husband and wife team, <laughs> talking about forgiving and living. So as I close today, <laughs> uh, I, we've heard from a very wonderful and dynamic woman and her caring testimony of her journey from my guest, Miss Wendy Gladney Dean. So I leave you with this, my listeners. We've learned today many, many things, but the most important thing, that to forgive is to set yourself free. To acknowledge that it it doesn't do any good to hate because hate really destroys both the other person and yourself. And each time that we witness an act of forgiveness, we marvel at its power to heal and to break sometimes an unseemingly unending cycle of pain. So there's a way of looking at the world where we can choose, and Wendy certainly reinforced that choice, whether we want to experience peace or conflict, love or fear. We can choose how we perceive ourselves and others and the world around us. We have the choice. You have the choice and the willingness and the courage to forgive that offers you the greatest gift you can give not only to others, but to yourselves. So I admonish and encourage you to become the happy, loving, peaceful, forgiving, and successful person you know you were meant to be. Have a very blessed week. Tune in next week as I'll have another inspiring, interesting, and very famous guest who's going to share her journey of transformation and what it has done to help people around the globe today. You'll not want to miss this show. And remember, you can download this show on iTunes or podcasts. But be positive. Be encouraged. Be grateful. Be forgiving. And be forever transformed. And thank you again, Wendy Gladney-Dean, for being my wonderful guest on the show today. And God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. 
Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 